0: you know just because your story might be different than somebody else's and it might be a different journey to get there a different way to get there doesn't mean it can't be done doesn't mean you're not where you're supposed to be right today our guest is going to share his story a multi-sport athlete growing up focusing on football as he got into high school you know learning along the way go into the the college realm of football and then seeing how the college experience didn't necessarily work out the way that he had hoped but it didn't mean his journey ended there he's continued to work and now he has an opportunity to play at the professional level with the Idaho Horsemen and we're going to share that story today. We're going to learn more about our guest on The Game Time Guru. So what time is it? Game Time. Boost. This is the Game Time Guru podcast where I interview sports figures from all over the world to help deliver a panoramic view on sports. So whether you're a former athlete, one of the crazies or simply a casual sports fan This is the perfect show for you as we peel back the curtains and learn from our guests every single week. I'm your host, Shane Larson, and I'm helping you see sports through a different lens. What's up, everybody? Welcome out to another episode of the Game Time Guru Podcast. I am your host, Shane Larson. Excited to be here with everybody today um, for yet another interview here on the show where we get to dive deeper into these athletes, these sports figures, get to know them, a little bit more, a little deeper than just the athlete, but we also get to know their athletic career and and, and hear more about them. Um, I think it's super, super important, and this has been one of the biggest blessings of running this show for the last four years is being able to meet so many awesome people and hearing their amazing stories. So today's no different. Um, Got to give a, a, a special shout-out to our guest here. His name is Justin Clarkston. He's going to be uh, representing for the Idaho Horsemen this year, but we're going to get to know all the stuff prior to the Horsemen too. So, Justin, thanks so much for joining the show, man. No,
1: no problem. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it
0: absolutely brother so you're wearing an la hat right now tell us where you're residing currently and where you're from man
1: okay so yeah i was i was born in la um i came out currently i live in marina valley california in in the inland empire uh riverside county that's probably more familiar to a lot of people uh, ucr uc university of california riverside um yes yeah, so i'm in Marina valley right now with my mom you know um I was like I said, I was born in LA. Came out here when I was maybe like seven, and been out here my whole life. Pretty much, man, you know, I still got to rep the LA.
0: Yeah, you, you got the California roots, man. you you yeah, yeah. Still got, I'm
1: still, I'm still allowed to wear it. Yeah,
0: you know? for sure, for sure. You're represented. It's kind of funny because, uh, yeah, I had a, a guy on my show, um, Rashad, and and Rashad Stirbling and I had a, a conversation about uh sports culture in LA compared to that in Idaho because he he's from LA. Uh, born mm. and raised there. And then he's he went to school here at Boise State. He, he and I connected right. here. And then, um, yeah, we had a good conversation about it. Talk to us about that real quick. I want your insight as an athlete and just growing up in California. What's the sports culture like there uh, where you're at?
1: Man. So, so it's crazy because I also went to college in California and uh, UC Davis in Northern California. So I feel like I got a, a piece of both. Oh, yeah. You know, Southern California, I just feel like everybody here is just. Just dogs, you know. It's just like if you're not ready, you're gonna. It's gonna be known by the other person you're going against, type of thing, you know. Like it's it's just like a thing that they can like smell it, I guess, you know. They can they can sense it that it's just a different atmosphere, you know. And like so, when I end up going up north, uh we're we'll probably gonna get into that later. But when I end up going up north and just talking to those guys about how the Bay Area was, it just felt like a. It was just like a, the same thing, you know. Like it's the same atmosphere. Like everybody was trying to go out and go get it you know like everybody was working everybody was grinding to get to where they wanted to be type of thing so i just think it was really intense and i we always get these um these comparisons about how the difference between like um california athletes and texas athletes yeah like how how much better like uh their opportunities are like the the uh the resources they have the fields but it it always comes back to the thing that people always say that california athletes. You know, I'm a little biased because, you know, I'm a California athlete, but I I would say, you know, we're probably better than the Texas athletes. You know, we have we have a lot of like and it's just a lot of guys like, um, for example, like Devontae Adams, like, you know, he's from California. It's just like, you know.
0: You know that it's awesome because there's shots fired. I'm sure from the people that are listening here. Like everybody listens from all across the country here. Now, now I'm putting you on the spot here because
1: <laughs> I'm not. I'm not firing no shots. I'm oh. just saying. You know, <laughs> I, I'm just. i Let me double back real quick. You know, like I, they would have said the same, <laughs> They would have said the same thing. You
0: feel me? No, <laughs> oh, I I feel you, dude, and I, and I I like it though. I, I think you got some confidence with the California athletes, and I think it's it's overlooked a lot from the national perspective, right? I'm sitting mm-hmm. here in my current position, you know, I, I'm a Blitnikoff Award voter, so I get to do a lot of the media stuff with the the national s- uh, scope. I run a show for Ohio State, so I'm well, um, kind of engulfed in in the Ohio State Big Ten kind of. Sure. realm because i'm a huge buckeyes fan all that stuff so i see ba- or sorry so i see sports and football specifically uh, from a deeper angle all across the country and i and i hear it all the time not just from the big 10 people but i'm hearing <laughs> it from the sec squads california and the west coast so overrated right or they can never do anything usc's too overhyped all these yeah, guys are too overhyped so w- what do you say to them then after knowing what you know being where you're at and 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 hearing what they say about the west coast and, and the Pac-12 and all that stuff and all these weak teams out here, what, what do you say to them?
1: I just think you gotta be here to, you know, to, to see for yourself type of thing. I just think, obviously I can't speak for that because I've never been, but just hearing that all the time, I just think you gotta, you gotta experience it yourself to, before you can say that, you know? Dude.
0: I'm right there with you, man. I, I actually do agree with you on that. That's why I wanted to hear it from you because yeah. I tried to back it up. I'm like, listen, I've done a whole mini series on the OG Ducks from like the the OG Ducks, which are like a, a team out of the I believe they're out of the Inland Empire. My like I believe that's where they're from. One and um, oh, you're good. <laughs> hey, yeah,
1: this dog barking next door. I feel Hey,
0: that's just part of that's just part of the live recordings <laughs> that we're doing, man. That's just this is what we're doing. We're having fun with it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, it, just being in there, Justin, kind of like um, covering some some of the teams, like the OG Ducks, for example. Hank Bachmeyer from Boise State played for the the they were the Inland Empire Ducks, I believe, at first or whatever. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a youth organization going <laughs> up before they get into high school, and seeing how unbelievably skilled and talented these guys are. At a young age, and how competitive they are, and how serious they take things, and then they get into the high school realm uh, where they're playing for like the St. John Boscos, the Modern Days, those types of schools. Like you see, the athletes there. There are athletes that are unbelievable out of California, out of the West Coast. But people just they see one thing and they see a college here and there, and they forget yeah. that uh, really quickly just because they see the national scope and they they're like, oh well, they're not the Alabamas. They're not. The, okay, very few people are the Alabamas. First off, that's why they yeah. were. You know, they're a powerhouse. They are but that doesn't mean you don't have unbelievable athletes out of California. That's a, I, that's all I got to say there. I, I always so try to stand up for them.
1: It's funny you said that. So I don't know if you've been, if you've seen Last Chance You. or oh, anything yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. So, I had a couple
0: of those guys on my show, so go ahead. Oh, for sure. So it's just
1: like the – you know how they've done like Mississippi, the Independence, mm-hmm. and then they come to California. You know, like all that stuff is they get housing. They get all these stuff that – people in Laney and people at uh, Los Angeles didn't get type of thing, you know, right, like right. they have to it's I just feel like it's more, you know, like you're you're you have to do more to make it to where you want to go. You know, you got to right. find your own living. you got to find ways to pay for things because they can't give you that stuff here. So I just feel like that's a testament to how much harder these guys in California have to work.
0: It's, it's interesting you said that, and I'm glad you said that because a couple of guys I've had on the show have actually played junior college ball in California. Uh, mm-hmm. I had Jake Bauer, who was a quarterback, and, and he was an All-American junior college quarterback, then went to Tulsa, um, yeah, played for, for Gus Malzahn over there as a quarterback. He's out of here in Idaho. Then I had Tyler Rasa, who's the former kicker for Boise State, played mm-hmm. junior college ball in California. And I asked them that same question because I also had Coach Jason Brown from Independence Community College, Last Chance Hughes, Seasons 3 and 4, had him on my show and JB oh, JB yeah he's the psycho but i love the dude the, the dude is like that guy. dude's crazy but i love the guy everybody be uh, like oh
1: he's a bad cuz i'm like man nah, i like <laughs> that like you need that
0: no nah, he he's, knew he's a stud That's man he, yeah you you're 100% right i love that dude um and and we we hear about that just like you said those schools that we we saw highlighted on Netflix they had those the opportunities but then you come over here and everybody i've talked to has you know junior college experience in California it's different uh, junior college in California. It's not it's good ball. It's it's really good athletics, but it's different. You don't have the yeah. pri- like. Or sorry. You don't have the privileges that some other states have. And it's just the reality of it. So you do have to have the extra work. It's not handed yeah. to you. And um, I think that speaks volumes to the athletes out there, man. It's I'm crazy. Not saying those
1: guys don't work. I'm not saying that, you know, what well, I mean? absolutely I'm not. Saying, yeah, yeah. So. No,
0: I, it, dude, it's okay to say what we're t- like this is just a free flowing conversation, man. Like it, it's just what it is. California's got some they need to have some more respect in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um put some more respect on the on the West Coast, specifically California I mean. athletes names, man, because there's a lot of a lot of solid talent out here. Um okay, so Justin, we're going to get to know you a little bit better too. Growing up in California, did you always play football first off and and if not, like what other sports did you compete in? Like when did you start getting into the sports realm, man?
1: Um I've been playing sports for as long as I can remember, you know, basketball, football, baseball, all of it. You know, I've played like flag football. My, uh, actually I have a funny story about that. So I can't remember how old I was, but I have an older brother. Uh, we're a year and a half apart. Um, and when we first moved out here, my dad had put us in flag football and, you know, he's older than me, but he wanted my, my dad wanted me on the same team as my brother, even though I was older and I was smaller. And, uh, I remember he was talking to like the council or whatever, and they said I couldn't play because I was too young. And it was like, uh, he was like, all right, how about this count? I'll bet you, right? If you can, not if anybody can get his flag on this next play, he won't play. He'll He'll be off the team. So I didn't know about this, right, until it happened. He gave me the ball, and I just scored right away. And then, and he's, just, so. I mean, I saw him talking to uh, the, um, the people in charge, and it was like, oh, well, so that was the bet. So I ended up uh, continuing to playing the team. <laughs> long story short, but um, that was like my first experience in football. And then, you know, I ended up playing tackle football as I got as I got older. Um, it's funny because high school is my first year playing wide receiver. Freshman year, I was on the O line, D line, the whole my whole time in Pop Warner. So that was an experience. I hated wow. that. I hated that. I remember I used to cry to my mom. Be like, no, nah, I don't want to, like, please don't make me go. Please don't make me go. Like, I used to act like I was sick all the time. I would try to get out of all of it, you know? So that, I, back then, I hated football. Because I was like, you know, I don't I don't want to be here. I'm forced to play a position I don't want to play. Uh, I want to focus on basketball, right? So that was my sport. Basketball, was my, basketball and baseball were my sport. Basketball more. Baseball was cool. But I thought baseball was a little too slow for me, you know? So I had to, it was, baseball was really fun. But, you know what I'm saying, it just wasn't for me. I played baseball up until, uh, like, eighth grade. Then I, I ended up stopping. But, um, you know, basketball was my sport. Like, I loved it. I loved the, the how it was personal. I loved how everybody could see everything. No one could hide. It was just more one-on-one, more uh, fan-related type of thing. You know what I'm saying? Totally. So, so but then, um, so I played basketball and football all the way up until high school. When I got to freshman year of high school, that was the first year I didn't know what position to play. Like I had no idea because I was like, this is my first time having a cho- having a choice. I haven't played anything else, but I'm kind of tall, so I don't know what to do. So my my friends, um, my friend's dad was like, so he was my basketball coach growing up and he was just like, all right, go ahead. You go go, go play receiver. I was like, OK. So then uh, freshman year, I played receiver and, you know, that was the rest was history, you know.
0: It's all she I, wrote. Then, yeah, and then
1: basketball, I played all the way up until uh, senior, high senior year. You know, I loved basketball. That was my that was my sport. I had great experiences, great coaches, and but football was just the thing that you know took me further. So, like yeah, like I said, the freshman year was uh that was the first year, and then after that, sophomore year just straight to varsity. Uh, got these experiences. Varsity. My freshman year, uh, my sophomore year, first year on varsity was a. Uh, it was an experience because I didn't. I, I played, but I didn't really get the ball. It was right. just kind of. I was just kind of there. So I just got to. I really got to see everything and see how how much faster it was, how different it was than freshman. But uh, you know, it was, a, it was a good experience. And then you know, I ended up uh, like you said, the rest was history. Plays junior and senior year. And
0: guys, allow me to take a second and tell you about Sports Epreneur. Now, as an entrepreneur myself and a massive sports fan, this is the perfect platform for someone like myself and a lot of you guys out there. It's a content platform where sports and entrepreneurship collide, collaboration and content marketing for the entrepreneur with a sports passion, just like me and you. I connected with their founder a couple of years back, and I'll tell you guys, we have a massive connection through sports and entrepreneurship, and he's just an amazing guy, and their team is absolutely incredible. The team at Sports E creates content for you and with you. Their content, which lives at sportsy.io, includes stories like the missteps of the NCAA, an in-depth article on eSports, and how to bring people together, which is also one of my favorite things because I always tell you guys, sports bring people together. Now, Sportsy also uh, features amazing guests on their podcast, including Thad Mata, AJ Vaynerchuk, and Colin Jones. So be sure to subscribe to their podcast on Apple or wherever you listen to your podcast. And here's the thing. The team at Sportsy thinks that every entrepreneur that is willing should have their own content platform and they want to help make that happen. So if you're an entrepreneur that's looking to start a podcast or build a website, write blog posts, or design social media posts, then you have to reach out to the team at Sportsy. E. They make content creation accessible. Sports Epreneur, the content platform where sports and entrepreneurship collide. Learn more at sportse.io or connect with the founder on Twitter, at Eric underscore Kaz. That's E-R-I-C underscore K-A-Z. Yeah. That's that's crazy, man! I, just hearing the the background. That's a was, with a lot of athletes, and you know, dual sport athlete, multi sport athlete. I should say, it mm-hmm. wasn't just dual; you're playing three different sports uh, competitively, going through the whole realm. Um, and it's interesting that you know, at the, it, it was in high school where you decided, you know, you were able to play the the position you wanted. I, I actually had a similar experience. I mean, football was actually my first love. Then it was basketball and boxing. Um, and fr- football was like the sport I was the best at. I'm only six foot two but I play, I mean, I have great hands and that's the thing is like, mm-hmm. I, I would never drop a pass. Like that was my biggest thing. But the problem was they put me cause I was naturally bigger when I was younger. Like I was a 90 pounder. And when I was in the mm-hmm. fourth grade, and so they're like <laughs> offensive tackle right there. So yeah, like, exactly. and, and, and that's what exactly. I played in and, and I lost the love of it, man. I really did. I lost the love of it as we kept going and going and going. They finally put me at tight end when I was in eighth grade and that was a blast. And we, we finally started putting some things in for me to be able to get my hands on the ball. Mm-hmm. Cause that was, I wasn't fast enough to be a receiver, but I was, you yeah. know, Athletic enough to be a tight end and do my stuff, but I just lost the passion for it Then I started focusing on basketball as I got into my sophomore year on and boxing but I had you know It was a similar experience though And and, and I think that happens to a lot of kids but what your story kind of shares here Justin is if you're patient with it You know and and you still love the game keep going because you never know like when you get into high school There are it's different when you start getting into the older ranks of, of sports, especially in football, you might have an opportunity to play the position that you wanted to actually play, which not just sitting there on the line, not saying that's bad. You got to have offensive and defensive linemen. That's o- obvious. But if your yeah. passion is something else like a skill position and you can do it, uh, keep being patient. Um, yeah. here's the other thing. You're six foot three currently. Were you always yeah. that tall? Like were you always the tall athletic one or, uh, because you played basketball too, or when did you hit your growth spurt? Or what was kind of like your stature going through high school? So,
1: I started getting tall um the summer from my eighth grade to my ninth grade year. That's when I really started growing. But then I was always like you said, I was always a bigger guy, you know. So in basketball, I was always the the five, the four, you know, always. I, yeah. I wasn't the tallest guy, obviously, but you know, I was I was bigger. So, and then also I obviously helped with football playing receiver. But yeah, no, I started getting taller. As soon as I graduate, as soon as eighth grade was over, summer I started getting taller. It's just instantly, it's just like it was crazy. And it's and it's funny because like I, said, I have an older brother, and I'm he's like he's gonna he's gonna kill me for this. He's like five ten. He wanted to say he's like five 11, 6 foot, but that's not true. <laughs> of course, of course. I I promise you that's not true. So, uh, but it's funny because my dad also has a younger brother, and it's the same thing. Like the height difference. Like my dad was like five ten. My uncle was like six four. So it's funny that it's just wow. repeated for me and him don't know. But yeah, that's how it was. And like our my our grand grandpas were both six, five is crazy, but okay. it's just, I get to just skip that generation.
0: <laughs> oh man. Okay. It, not saying that's a bad thing to be short, sure, but you know, I, I can see why he might have a chip on his shoulder a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Got to wear the two inch cleats to get over the six foot exactly. mark. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's, that's awesome. Um, so you, you, I mean, you're the athletic one, but you, you got into the receiving position, playing in a skill position relatively late, so to speak into mm-hmm. the career. So I'm curious what, what you had to do. You mentioned going to varsity sophomore year, high school, playing receiver, getting to understand the speed of the game. Once you knew the speed of the game, what was, what was your work ethic? Like, what were you bringing into the field every day from like your sophomore year on and outside of the field too? What, what were you doing to improve yourself so that you could get those reps and actually get the ball in your hands later on in your career? Honestly,
1: um, so growing up, I hated. I hated getting. What's up? That's my cousin. You want to say what's up real quick? <laughs> Is that an important call. Oh, uh, it's an interview. No. <laughs> tell her.
0: Tell her. Welcome to the Game Time Guru Podcast. There we go. Welcome to
1: the Game Time Guru Podcast. Thank you. I'll say something in a second. Um, so it's funny. So growing up, I like getting yelled at was my worst fear you know Uh like I hated getting yelled at I was the type of guy that the person in front of me did something and he did it wrong got yelled at I was not doing that I was going to do it totally different (laughs) so that was my that was the main that growing up and then high school I also I had that and I just always had the student mentality you know I always wanted to I always tried to learn I always tried to just see what the guys in front of me were doing really tried to ask questions uh if I didn't get the offense I had uh, – we had a cool, a really cool, good receiver coach. Like, he would just be with me, just showing me the plays, just trying to, you know, walk me through it. And I think that's what really got me going, and that's what started it all. You know, then obviously I didn't, ha- I didn't have a lot of confidence because, like I said, it was my first year. I was young, didn't know what to expect. So then just doing that more as the season went on, that started bringing more confidence, you know? Totally. And then it's just the – my coach said this, uh, this thing in high school, he said, the weight room breeds confidence. So, and I just think that's, was another thing that, you know, that started it, you know, it's just when you're confident in yourself, when you feel like you can do these things, that's really all you need, honestly. So that's what I, I just never like never liked getting yelled at. And I always wanted to be better. I always wanted to learn.
0: I dig that, man. It's really cool. that You say th- those things you were a student of the game. I think so many people like I coach right now for, for club ball, we tra- we're a traveling team. And um, a lot of the young guys are 16 years old. It, they, they're still, you know, at this point, some of them are, are still trying to figure out like, you know, they, they want, they're super athletic, but they might be afraid to ask questions. And I think what you just said there was like a beautiful thing to say is like, you got to ask questions. If you don't know the play, or you don't yeah. know where you're supposed to be here. It's, it's you, you can be the most talented player in the world, but when you have to run a set in basketball or you're running a play, you got to have leverage on certain things exactly. and, and do certain things in football. Like there's the little nuance of the game. It's okay to ask questions. Like that's yeah. what we. you got to ask yeah. questions. Kobe Bryant asked questions through his entire career. Um, yeah. Everybody does. Like everybody asks questions it, it, the the elite players do, and that's how you get better. And I love the fact that you mentioned the weight room. We were just talking about this literally this week because Gonzaga got manhandled in the national championship for basketball, right? And the weight room has been the discussion of everything for sports right now the last like five days because wait, so
1: I don't mean to cut you off. So I I saw that. So like, and I just thought it was just like, so the Gonzaga just not lift? Like I'm I'm confused. Like, or well, didn't look like it or what?
0: Well, they just were outmatched physically. That's all I got to <laughs> say. Baylor looked like men amongst boys there, which yeah. is crazy because Gonzaga, I mean, if you guys, you know, anybody paying attention to the sports world, they're on a, undefeated the whole entire yeah. year. The typical, oh, they have a week schedule. Let's see if they can actually win a championship. I'm still trying to represent for the West Coast and, like, give them some love. Mm-hmm. Like, here's the year we finally get some representation for the West. Yeah. And then they get absolutely destroyed um, physically, like just outmatched athletically and physically. And so the discussion was just like, yeah, like now you see, now 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 you see these guys on Gonzaga, the, granted amazing athletes, right? Fantastic mm-hmm. guys. But you see how much more they need to work because every one of those guys on Baylor, like that's what you're going to get at the NBA level. You're going to get that yeah. at the next level. And every level of sports, whether it's high school, you go to the varsity level, then you go to collegiate level, and then you go to the, the professional level, it gets better and better and better. So, Now you see like the Gonzaga guys that were tearing it up, they realize like, oh boy, there's some work to do here. One, we got to hit the weights. Two, we've got a lot of a lot of work to do to get get more physical because at the next level, every single player is like those guys on Baylor. Like every single player that you play, it's never gonna get easier. So you're gonna have to continue to work. And when you mentioned the the weight room right there, it breeds confidence. I want that to to stick with the younger generation. Like if you're 14, 15, 16 years old, and you're starting to lift weights and you might not think that it matters right now. It does it first off. It builds like a routine and consistency, but like it translates over to the field. Now I want to ask you, Justin lifting weights. How did that like hitting the weight room and doing those things? How did that transfer specifically to your game on the field? Is there a specific example of like how that helped you?
1: So it's funny because, uh, you know, the game time guru podcast, you know, we keep it. I'm gonna keep it 100 with you. Uh, I didn't, I actually did not. I was one of those guys who was was afraid of the weight room. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I was always bigger than everybody. So I was just like, in my head, I was like, why do I need to lift right now? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't need to, I'm already bigger than everybody. So what is that going to do? So I had that mindset pretty much all throughout high school. I had, I started lifting more the summer from my junior to senior year. But for the most part, I just didn't because I just didn't feel the need, which is right. crazy, right? But then I remember my coaches always be like, "All right, if you don't live now, you're gonna be behind in college." <laughs> and that was the case. But but <laughs> one of the times where I can say that it really that the way really helped was in college. You know, like I said, I'm a I'm a bigger guy. I'm a bigger receiver, so I know how to I use my body. I know how to use what I'm giving. You know, I'm not the type of guy who I'm not the Tyreek Hill. I'm not that type of guy, you know. I have a really good friend who um also plays receiver, 65. Um but we're totally different bills, you know. He's that guy, you know. I'm a physical I'm I I I welcome contact. I want to get, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I want that. Totally. So that's that's why I I needed to do that. And that's what that's what made me start doing cuz I realized that that's probably not me. So I probably need to do this because people are going to get stronger. People are getting older. People are going to get stronger. So you need to catch up with them. You're already behind. So let's really start and let's catch up with them. So that's my that's my whole thing. So I'm like, I was, I was one of those guys. And I can tell you, whoever's listening, the weight room is definitely necessary. Like, uh, I know that sounds crazy hearing, but no, like, that's like, you need to do this.
0: 100%, <laughs> man. 100%. And, and I truly appreciate you, you sharing that. Um, I, I talk to people a lot about this. That it, it, when you get older, like I'm in my 30s now, like I'm 32. But when we go to like local basketball tournaments, for example, that I'm playing in, right? I still compete as much as I possibly mm-hmm. can. I'm not in the shape I once was, but still try to compete. There's a reason that these 30s and 40-year-old dudes are beating up on the college guys because they too have continued to like lift and their yeah. bodies get stronger and they naturally understand the games. It If you don't do it now... You're going to be behind like you just got to continue to work out you got to continue to get better and get stronger because as you get to the next level of anything truly like everyone's going to be bigger and stronger and understand how to use their bodies and it's just going to be really really tough there's a reason that i'm able to compete still i'm not yeah. i'm not fast i've always been a slower like from agility guy i can shoot a basketball still really well i can get physical with dudes i love getting physical i can use leverage i understand you know my balance points and everything, so that's why I have to guard the posts. Like yeah, yeah. I enjoy that stuff, I I enjoy it. But uh, you you have to hit the weights. If I didn't hit the weights, I wouldn't be able to last there. If I was 165 pounds, it's not going to work. That's just, I'm 220. I had to, if I wasn't 220, I'd be getting moved around. So yeah. you go into the collegiate level. We're going to continue on with your career, Justin. Here you go to the collegiate level. Um, talk to us about the trans. Like so, going out of you know high school, you're playing receiver there. You're continuing to get better throughout your career. What was, what was it like as far as like getting offers and so forth? What were the looks at you and and what made you to make the decision to go to UC Davis?
1: So my college experience was, was interesting. Uh, You know, I said, I played there. I played, I started varsity my sophomore to senior year, Uh, my junior year. So sophomore year, like I said, I didn't really get the ball. I was just kind of there. My junior year is like, all right, so now it's my turn. You know, the seniors are gone. Let's get going. I played the first four games of the season. And then I punctured my lung. Well, how'd you do that? <laughs> so we were playing King High School. That might that that yeah that was the fourth game of the season, I think. So I'm playing King High School, Marlon Mar- Mar- King High School out of Riverside, California. Quadlin went there. Shout out. Okay, uh, okay. So, uh, <laughs> so um, we're it's the second the second play of the game. The first pass, I catch a slant. I catch it. I just take a hit. Boom. And I'm just feeling all helmet. I'm feeling funny. If I'm like, you know, like I can't say I'm hurting right now. It's the first play of the game, you know. Like, I can't. So I, I don't know what it is. If I knew what it was, I would have sat out keeping it real with you. Uh, but I didn't know what it was. I thought it was a hit, right? So I was like, all right, whatever, I'm cool. And then the game plan was to so we ran a um a, a dub set, so you know, uh, receiver slot, uh slot receiver on both sides, you know what I'm saying? Right. And it was we were running bubbles to the slot and I was the wise I was blocking right and then the, my boy the slot he would catch the ball get some yards but then hit me to fall forward right
0: yeah so I got, I got
1: I got hit the first way of the game and I'm already feeling funny and then he's just pounding me the whole game we're doing that multiple times so he's just running into me just keeps pounding me so I'm like man like I'm like this is this is killing me right I, I don't know what I don't know what's going on uh, I'm still going because, like I like I said, I don't know what's going on. Halftime comes, I can't sit still, I can't, I can't, I can't. If I'm not walking around, I I can't breathe. So I'm like, man, this is crazy. So everybody's like, Justin, you good? I'm like, yeah, like, and this is an intense game right now. Like, you know, we're so I went to Citrus Hill High School and Martin Luther King. We shared the same uh, street, Wood Road. So it was like a, a huge thing it's called Battle Wood Road. So it was like, okay. you know, it's, it's a big game. And we had beat them the first time we played them my sophomore year. But then there's a second time we were playing them at King. And uh it was a whole thing like their quarterback ended up transferring the year after. So our our quarterback my junior year was their quarterback last year. Uh, okay. Okay. Oh, so it was like, a, like we can't lose this game type of thing, you know? So I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Knowing I knowing something's going on cuz I can't I can't breathe. Um so we're still going. I'm still catching passes and then third quarter comes, you know? Going, going. I take one more hit right before the end of the third quarter, just from my from my friend, my teammate, because he's still running into me because he's still falling forward, right? Naturally, yeah. I'm done. I'm done. I, I end up going to the hospital, um, leave the game early. I get a call saying that we lost on a hail mary, <laughs> and I'm like, what the heck? So like, I'm in the hospital, and they told me that I I cracked my rib and punctured my lung, and I'm like, what? Like, I never, I never thought this would ever happen, right? So long story short, it said it collapsed like barely anything. So they said it should um like come back on its own, which it did. So they didn't have to do anything. So I stayed in the I stayed in the hospital all weekend and you know I came out and I was fine. Like, but I obviously I was out the whole season. I was out the entire so I missed my whole junior year because of that injury. Wow. So then I had came back the semifinals game. Can we won CIF that year. I came back uh in the semifinals. I, that was the first game I played. I didn't do anything, but I was actually playing. Yeah. But then, you know, the CIF game, that's when I actually started getting the ball more. But um, you yeah, know, so that was my junior year. So I didn't I didn't even play my junior year. And then senior year, that's when, you know, i uh, I did my thing and that's when I, you know, we lit it up. Um, so then up until then, before then, you know, I had a bunch of people come to talk to us because it was at my high school, we had a we had a big time, we were big time. It was me. Um friend Jacoby, friend, uh, Scooby, Jarrell, Jason, DeWan, you know, we were all like that. We were like, we were all six foot over, you know, uh, Scooby went to Fresno state, uh, man, my friend Jacoby went to UMass. Like we had all these guys, you know, so people were coming to see us. Right. Right. And, um, we didn't, and it was hard for me because like, like I said, I was getting all this love, but then when I was hurt, it, it stopped. Right. You know? Came back my senior year and I lit it up and then I got I started talking to some more schools. But at this point, it's kind of late because, you know, by that time, you're already pro- so probably knowing where you're going to go. Right. Yep. So my senior year, I was still trying to get some offers. I had got so I ended, I ended up getting offered offer from uh, Sacramento State, um, University of Montana and UC Davis. So then I ended up deciding to go to. UC Davis, because it seemed like the best fit for me. You know, I I liked the coaches. I liked what they were doing. And, you know, so that's how I ended up coming to my decision. And it just seemed like they were really messing with me. So I was like, you know, I want to do this.
0: Man, what a journey to get there, though, right? Holy (laughs) cow. That's probably a mental... It's obviously yeah. a physical situation, but it's a mental thing too. I mean, going it through man, the it was hard. Like my,
1: no one wanted me like my parents didn't want me to play anymore. But I was like, I, you know, I feel I'm I'm good, you know, type of thing. Like I ended up wearing like the quarterback uh thing, lap
0: jacket type deal. Uh, yeah,
1: so that made me look even bigger. So I was like, man, this is terrible. <laughs> like I look, man, I don't I don't look good at all. So like, <laughs> so I stopped wearing that when I got to college. I wore my. I came back my junior year, my senior year, but I was like, ah, I think I'm good. I don't think I need to wear this in college.
0: So oh, that's that's funny. Uh the 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 way people look with the flat jacket thing on, yeah. like it's, it, it's bulky. You don't yeah. I was yeah, like, you, man,
1: I can't do this anymore. So
0: <laughs> dude, so first off, double whammy with uh puncturing your lung and freaking losing on a Hail Mary that you weren't even there <laughs> for. So that sucks. Um talk yeah. about devastation right there in a rivalry game. Um second off it yeah it put a little hiccup on your recruiting process and i think that a lot of athletes probably have similar stories or maybe are going through something like that maybe they tear their acl or they have an injury that's going to put them out during their sophomore junior year and all of a sudden the offers kind of slow down and you've got one year to kind of prove yourself and try to stay healthy for that matter and that's just reality of sports right um that's just that's just kind of the the ball you're given right i mean it's just the it's what you that's the cards you're dealt if you will, yeah. um, and you went to UC Davis though, which actually, for el- those who don't understand, UC Davis is a solid school when it comes to football. Like I th- I think they're a solid program. I mean, they've yeah. been growing, uh, doing a lot better. I want to know what was the transition like going from high school, the speed of the game, what 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 was the differences in the game of football from high school to the collegiate level?
1: Man, young guys, listen to this. <laughs> I was talking to my friend about this the other day. You think you're ready with the conditioning and you think you conditioned, but you're probably not. <laughs> you're probably not. I did not, I didn't know that. So I was, I thought I was running, I thought I was doing the right things. I get there. We were doing like 10 yard sprints, and it was killing me. I was like, nah, this is this y'all 10 yards and my 10 yards is totally different because this is not 10 yards. Like this is I'm way too tired for just doing 10 yard sprints. That's that's the main thing was the speed of the game. You know what I'm saying? How fast everything was moving. I was like, what? Like I didn't, I had no idea that and learn the plays like I'm the pressure in my freshman year. Cause so I was like, man, I, cause I, I had the talent to play, you know, don't get me wrong, but I just, I couldn't, I couldn't learn the plays I couldn't keep up. Cause there was so much going on that along with school being away from home, you know? And it was just like, man, I, this is crazy to me. I for sure need to need a year to oh, <laughs> let this sink in.
0: For sure. And, and that's, that's a really good point. I'm gra- glad that you were honest about that because <laughs> co- college, like high school, like, it's important, to, like I'm going to tell everybody out there, it's important to go to school and do your thing. But people don't take it that seriously because you can pretty much pass high school with flying colors as long as you exactly. just show up from time to time. Exactly. Like, that's just the reality of it. And, and people are going to hate on me for saying that. I don't think that's the way to go, but that's yeah. kind of how it works. Like you can go yeah. as long as you show up to class, you can mm-hmm. usually pass a class as, and do minimal work. Um, mm-hmm. And that's just reality. But you get to the collegiate level, you're a student athlete. Um, you're required to meet academic standards. And that's a whole nother ball game. First off, you got to <laughs> do your schoolwork. Second off. Yeah. You're talking about that. It reminds me of when Keikoa Nawahine, who was the former safety for uh, Boise state, he's mm-hmm. talking about when his, <laughs> his conditioning for spring ball when he came in and he was like, yeah, I'm going to run with the seniors, like the upperclassmen and they're doing uh, stadium decks. And um, <laughs> he's like, dude, I was dead after two. I was like, I'm not even going to make it with the freshmen. Like, I don't even know it, it was, it's similar stories. So that's why it makes me laugh, yeah. but let's talk about the plays, man. Tell tell me like maybe just give us an example, a specific example of like a play call. If you're a receiver, you're listening to the quarterback call the play in the huddle, compared to a play call in college. What's the difference in terminology, and maybe just something that you're trying to figure out yourself because that is a difference. You're used to one system for the last four years playing high school ball. All of a sudden, you're going over to the collegiate level. What's what's a specific example for like maybe a play call?
1: Man, um, in high school, we had like our play calls were just ninety nine goes ninety five. 94, you know what I'm saying? And you just knew 94, 84, which side was which, you know, even odd. Man, I get to college. I honestly it, they were it was like sentences, right? I can't even tell you a play because it was so long and I don't remember. But like, oh my goodness, it was just like left, right, left tango, Oreo, cookie, smoke, spread, something like that. You know what I'm saying? But it was just something like that. And if we're going, you know, like we're we're going uh the two minute offense you get in the huddle we huddle every play and it's just like okay which what part do i need to listen to you think you need to, like in high school you can do that but in college you gotta be like oh no i gotta know listen to the whole thing i need to know what everybody else is doing right so i gotta listen to this whole sentence i gotta process that i gotta go out there and know what i need to do this db's pressing me like I, it's it's so much thinking you know that i didn't realize was necessary right i, I did not realize it was that much thinking so then after that, I was just like, man, this is this is so much more mental than I even expected. In high school, I didn't have to deal with any of this. I just went out and played. I didn't have to think, you know? Yeah. So, like, it's really, like, the mental game is so much – is just as important as a physical game. And not even just, like, the play calls, just, like, your mentality, how you think about things, how you go about things, how something happens, how you have to get over it. Forget about it. That's the last play. You got to get focused on this next play type of thing, you know? Like, if you're not mentally strong like that – that's going to weigh on you. That's going to, that's going to get you. You could be the best, the best athlete, but if you're not mentally there, it's not even, not even close, you know?
0: For sure, man. I, I love that you said that. I mean, I think we can all relate to <laughs> growing up playing, you know, in the the Pop Warner slash like for us, it was Optimist football. It's like rooftop 42 blast on two. Ready? Break. Okay, cool. Yeah, we got rooftop <laughs> yeah. 42 blast. Super simple. And then you get into the high school realm. It's a little bit different. Then you get, you start listening to the college plays it's like, okay, Pro right Z wiggle three twenty eight H swing on two. Uh, yeah, it's okay, just like, okay, and now that, that even is elementary. That's like an yeah. elementary like like look. I
1: heard I heard Z wiggle. I know what I'm doing. Like <laughs> type of thing, but like,
0: man. yeah, you're 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 looking at you. You have to understand that athletes are not dumb jocks. Like you actually yeah. have to process plays and understand where you're supposed to be as lo- as well as be athletic enough to execute the plays to a high level. So I'm glad that you shared that because for those athletes out there, remember you're gonna have to watch film, condition yourself, and understand like. Maybe ask the coach for a playbook. Most of the coaches will yeah. be able to give you playbooks in the offseason as you're coming into your freshman year, uh, going to a new school. Like, study it. Like, understand study it. Study the
1: playbook, like, man. I got the playbook my senior year. I was like, I'm looking, I was like, man, I need to look at this. I threw that mug away. I was like, I don't need to look at this. Let me let me enjoy my senior year before I, before I leave. No, you need to study that. They, they Whenever they give it to you, that's when you need to start studying.
0: <laughs> yeah. Dude, I'm telling you, like, there's a reason. Uh, Kellen Moore. I went to, I was at Boise State when Kellen Moore was our quarterback over there, and and uh, Kellen, there's a, there's all the stories. When he was in high school, they sent him as soon as he accepted the offer to go to Boise State, they sent him the playbook. He knew the, every single play before he even hit camp. When he got to mm-hmm. Boise State, he knew him. He knew how to call him. He knew everything about him. And there's a reason that Kellen Moore, for those who are not uh, familiar, was one of the most, if not the most, uh, successful college quarterback in the history of the NCAA. Like, I mean, it's just, it's it, that's just the reality of it. So understand that i mean matt hasselback a uh, former nfl quarterback once said he used to read his playbook in in the nfl because that was even harder than the college game because the nfl yeah. it takes you like 20 seconds to call a play and so it's like that's how long the play cadence is and so he would read it to his daughter for a bedtime story he would read the oh. playbook to her so that he understood So, so he yeah that's smart <laughs> so just do those little like things that. so justin you know how did the college Career end up for you uh, in a nutshell, just so we can get to the professional level because that's the that's the bread and butter of the interviews. Getting to see what you're doing here with the Horsemen, but how did your uh, college career end? Uh, was it what you thought it was going to be, and what did you learn from your time at UC Davis?
1: Um, it didn't end the way I thought it was going to be. Honestly, um my time at UC Davis was was tough. You know, I think it taught me a lot about myself. I think it taught me a lot about. Like how to deal with situations. Um just outside of football, just the UC Davis in general, you know, it's a great school, but I had certain so when I had first got there, my my dad ended up passing away when I was um uh like when I was a senior, like right before I left, right before I graduated, my dad ended up passing away. So it was it was just a lot going on, like with school football and just personal life. Like I was just, I just feel like I never really got going, you know, mm-hmm. like my, I redshirted in my freshman year and then my red shirt freshman year, I rested my first in my red shirt freshman year was the year I actually played, you know, I was going, I was feeling myself. I was doing, doing things in practice and I was showing that I could be the guy. I could, I could be this guy who could, you know, who could be reliable. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I ended up playing I ended up getting, I ended up getting hurt my, uh, that year. And then I ended up having to medically retire. So I didn't, I I didn't even, I didn't finish my time out there because like I said, I to medically retire, it wasn't up to me. If it was up to me, I would have kept going, but that's what they just, that's what they came up with. So, you know, it is what it is. That's in the past. Um, And, but then I just had to focus on school, you know? So that's another hard thing because I don't have the thing that I need that makes me feel connected to my dad, my family. I don't have that anymore. That's gone. So it's like, what do I do now type of thing, you know? So I'm struggling with school. I I ended up, I I graduated, I ended up graduating. So that's the main thing, but uh, it was hard. It was a, it was a hard fall journey. Like I had to, I had to really battle. I had to really dig deep within myself to figure out who I am what am I here for? Why am I doing this? Am I doing this for me or doing this? Cause everybody say it, I need to, but um, you know, it all worked out in the end and um, you know, that's how it was. It is what it is. And I'm not disappointed about the, my time. I don't regret it. I learned a lot on and off the field, you know, um, definitely just being there. Like I I'm a, Playing receiver, it, it it made sense, you know. What I'm saying like the the things that I w- I was taught, like I I didn't need to play in any games to learn how to play this position type of thing, you know. Yeah. So, I'm saying it didn't end the way I would have hoped, but you know, it ended and I I made it out on the other side. So, you know,
0: guys, I know there's a lot of you out there who listen to my podcast and you've told me. I want to start my own podcast, or I need to build a website, or write some blogs, or design a social media post, you know what? Go over to Sportsypreneur. The team at Sportsy can make that happen for you. Remember, Sportsypreneur is the content platform where sports and entrepreneurship collide, so make sure to go to sportsy.io. They'll take care of you, or connect with their founder at Eric underscore Kaz on Twitter. That's E-R-I-C underscore K-A-Z. You know, as you're talking about that, it's not the way that you would have hoped, but I believe that's the way that it was supposed to be. They ended the way exactly. it was supposed to happen. I, I believe there's somebody else uh, upstairs kind of playing chess here and putting you in the right positions. You know what I mean? Exactly. Um, and I think that's exactly what happened here. Just hearing your story. Um,
1: and then I don't mean to cut you off, but then that's the oh, thing that like put the chip on my shoulder to be like, you know what? I, I can't. There's more left in the tank, you know, like like I've been. I've been mean, excuse my I man, like I don't know what we can say or can I say? I've been working my ass off. Yeah, you know, like to to get back to where I want to go and even even more. You know, like like just because I didn't finish here doesn't mean that that's the end for me. Not that's the thing that I got. Like I really want to stress, like if you believe in yourself, like I know it sounds corny, I know it sounds cliche, but if you believe in yourself and you really believe you can do something, there's no there's no stopping you type of thing. You know, like I made it like the 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 will of not wanting to give up you know that's the thing that drove me that's the thing that that got me this far you know so it's just like i'm i believe in myself and i know i can do it who are you to tell me i can't type of thing i'm going to you type of thing you know like i'm not i've never been afraid of adversity uh, i've never been afraid of competition you know i know that this sport is a battle but you know i i want to see if you've been putting in work like i've been putting in work type of thing you know Totally. So Man, that's I, that's how. Uh,
0: I, I respect traumatic. that a lot. I, I respect that. I can see your competitive fire there. Um, I think a lot of times um, sports teach us that, but just in life in general, I think for someone like you, a normal person would be like, oh, well, I didn't finish my college career. So, all right, well, I'm on to the next thing. But if you still have that fire and that dream and the passion to, to compete in a sport that you love, or if you're a business guy, I did the same thing with my podcast. My whole life wanted to be on ESPN, wanted to be on SportsCenter, but you know that didn't work out the way that I was originally hoping. So I started my own show and I started doing my own thing and people would, you know, there's naysayers there and I'm just using this as an example, but I'm like, okay, well now guess what? The show four years later in 90 different countries. Okay. We've got listeners all over the world, all 50 States of the country. And it's because I built that because I believed in myself. I don't care what you guys say just because it's a a unique journey and it's different than what the traditional mainstreams do doesn't mean you can't do it. Right. And you're showing that, right. Just because you took a different route, and it ended differently than what the traditional, oh, you go four years of school or three, and then you get your, you go to the NFL or you don't or whatever it is. Just because you didn't do that, doesn't mean you can't continue to play and, and write your own story. And I think that's awesome. Exactly. I, I think it's super inspirational. As you get uh, now, right, a couple of years removed from college, from playing the game, you get the call from the horseman or the opportunity to play. Um, have you been playing at all since then, um, or is this like your first time getting back to it at the competitive setting? Because we're excited to see you in a horseman uniform, and so that's what I want to know. Ha, have you been able to get some reps in? And what's your what's your um, experience or knowledge with the arena slash indoor game of football? Uh,
1: no, I mean, like I said, I've been I've been working from the day that that they said that I had the medical. I've been working since then. Nice you know what I'm saying? So I've never stopped. This is I like, I have a it. good friend. I have a good friend of mine who, who also, he also went to Davis and he had, he had medically retired, but then he's also, he's also from the Illin empire also. And um like, he's been like my ace in this whole situation. Like we've been working, like ever since we both at Davis, like when we were done playing, we were, we were going to the high school, we were working out with these kids, we were running routes and that was just starting, you know, like, I didn't know back then, like obviously I was already out of college, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. I thought I wanted to do a grad transfer somewhere. But that didn't work out. You know, so I'm like, I'm just going to keep working and just trying to prepare for my opportunity type of thing, you know? So I'm working. Like that was that was maybe like three years ago. I've been, I'm telling you, like I've been working, so I've never been out of it type of thing. And that's the thing, like you were saying, it's, it's not the traditional route, but it's still your route type of thing. All the naysayers are going to be like, oh, like – we haven't seen you do anything, so you're not doing anything. You weren't, you weren't on Instagram. You weren't on. You weren't posting this stuff. You know. You know what I'm saying? My yeah. coaches always say. Uh, my receiver coaches always be like, "If Instagram didn't see it, never happened." Type of thing. You know.
0: Yeah. Like if I don't post this workout, <laughs> I
1: obviously wasn't working out. If I didn't post on Instagram, you know. Totally, man. <laughs> so that's 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 my thing, and that's just like, man, that's whack. Like I'm going to show you that I've been doing this, and I haven't lost a step. I'm better now. I'm more mature now. I realize. The situation i understand that this is an opportunity like i i'm i'm an adult now you know like i'm not a kid like i'm i'm 23 now i'm not the little 20 year old kid 19 year old kid that i was you know so, obviously i know i still have a lot more experience to go while only being 23 but you know like i feel like I've, I've learned a lot from being outside i feel like i've learned a lot more about myself from not playing than i would have been playing
0: 100 man hundred percent. Oh, that's awesome. And if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. There you go. Exactly. It's like you're, you've been staying ready, ready for your opportunity with the horsemen, the training camp for the time of this recording training camp's coming up in like a week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm leaving
1: and, on, uh, the, on Tuesday actually.
0: Okay. So you'll yes, be so up be here up there on Tuesday. Dope. Okay. So I'm hoping to be there with you guys. Um, at least covering some of the, the training camp stuff. Coach said I could come over there and check it out. And I don't think I'm traveling for a tournament that weekend for next weekend. So hopefully I'll be able to come and see you guys throughout the week um, when you're sure. here. But uh, when this airs, obviously training camp will be um, at least completed, or we're almost ready to start the season. Actually, at that point, mm-hmm. at the end of the month. But um, I am curious, you know, as a Horseman fan, and and we're trying to get more exposure for the horsemen here in the valley. I mean, you guys, it's it's a it's a blessing to be here in Idaho specifically because of the the pandemic. Um, I mean, it's not as restricted as a lot of the other states that you guys might be playing in, right? So you can get you know, a thousand or more fans into the stadium compared to maybe like Washington, where they're going to be on lockdown. It's going to be very difficult to get people in the stadium. So anyways, at least we got people that can come and that's what we want is people to be there and, and, and show, you know, support for you guys. But we want to know what we can expect to see from you, Justin, in a horseman uniform.
1: Oh man, I'm i I'm gonna just give it, give it everything. Type, the type of thing is just like making every rep your last. Like I'm, I'm somewhere. I'm not where I want to be yet. You know, so I'm I'm grinding like I'm working. I'm like I'm not. This is business. You know, I'm not here to. I want to take it all in. I want to enjoy it. But, man, I'm 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 itching to start. Like, it's just like I'm what to expect is I'm giving it all like this is going to be. Like I'm never like you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna be working like I've never been anywhere like this is not it's not high school it's not college this is totally it's a totally different ball game you know so that's that's what to expect like I don't know how people how you take that I don't know anybody's gonna take that but like I'm I'm working that's what I can that's what you can expect like I don't know obviously you know training camp that's one thing you know I'm a I'm a work and I'm gonna do I'm gonna put myself in the best situation I can't guarantee anything but. I guarantee that I will work, you know, and I will try my best, my best foot forward every day and try to be where I want to be at.
0: 100%, man. I'm excited to see you play, dude. I'm excited to see you, you know, lace them up again, put the helmet on and get mm-hmm. out there and get get physical and, and get moving. It's going to be fun. The, the, the team is really exciting to watch. Um, the guys are super competitive and super talented for that matter. <laughs> Uh, we've already talked to the quarterbacks on the show i mean yeah, that quarterback that, that battle is gonna be crazy just going into yeah. i don't even know what to expect from that but i mean we've got so across the board i'm talking from the defense the offense everything i mean you guys are so telling there's a reason that's a championship team um and it is a professionally ran organization like it coach does a great job running it as such and he, he i mean i'm telling you like it's 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 different it's not it's not just some rinky-dink indoor football that people are like, okay, cool, whatever. It's not semi-pro. No, it's it's a professional team, and it will be ran that way. And I can promise you, there's a, if, if you put the work in, yeah, it's gonna be work. But if you if you're putting the work in, it will be noticed and um will set you guys above the uh, above the rest. So um, here's the other thing: Have you been to Idaho before, or is this your first time coming? This is my first time in Idaho. This is <laughs> this is my first time in
1: Idaho. Like I, um, we have played. I think Idaho state but I don't I wasn't traveling you know so I Oh yeah I've never been to Idaho I've never been
0: <laughs> and not, and even if you did, like Idaho states and Pocatello, we don't count. Yeah, that. It's, no, it's, it's totally it's, different. So yeah, no. we don't count Pocatello. I'm just kidding. If anybody's listening, Pocatello, <laughs> which I know I got a lot here, uh, I apologize, sort of. But um, we're we're in the Boise area. I mean, this is Nampa, Boise area, Treasure Valley of Idaho. Um, what are you excited about about Idaho? Like, let's just talk about that because it seems like you're just another Californian coming to Idaho. We got all of them coming to Idaho. My <laughs> so we're, but I want to know what we're we're uh what you're excited about for coming here. Honestly. And checking out
1: I'm excited to be a new app, a new atmosphere. You know, like I'm excited to see what, what Idaho is like. You know, I don't know what to expect. I hope I got. I was sitting up. Uh, I was talking to Coach, and I was like, "Yeah, so what's the what's the weather gonna be like?" Because I know it snows, right?
0: It snows and it can be it can be all four seasons in a day basically is what it, what it can do. Anyway. Yeah, I'm
1: I'm hoping it's sunny because that's what I love. Like, I'm used yeah. to that. I, I 100 degrees, whatever you want. If it's sunny, I got you.
0: <laughs> but yeah. uh,
1: you know, I, I don't. I've never I've never played in the snow. I know obviously I know it's indoor, like but just practicing. You know, I've never yeah. I've never been I've never even seen seen the snow before. Honestly. Wow. I've really
0: know. well, there's a good chance then, man. I don't know. Like literally it could be 75 degrees and sunny one day. And the very next day it's snowing. Like it happens all the time. And I'm not just, I'm not exaggerating. I I hate the Idaho weather. It's it's very bipolar. (laughs) Um, If you could kindly bring the California sun here, that would be awesome because we need that. I'm like, whether it's hit or miss so you'll you'll never know but maybe you will get to experience some snow during the time that you're here Uh, justin i hope not (laughs) uh, no no i'm I'm hoping not as well but you know just for a one-time experience just to practice in it and get get used to to hitting with the cold weather then yeah it's a whole new ball game there too because you don't want to catch the ball because it hurts just to catch it It hurts to hit (laughs) hurts the block um here's the deal i gotta ask you one last question are you a lakers or a clippers fan
1: oh that's funny so <laughs> Le- <laughs> LeBron is my favorite player. So, oh, wow. Okay. Same, I actually.
0: To,
1: I mean, you know, I would have to say by those two, I would have to say Clippers. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I would have to say Lakers. Okay. But, okay. Know, K- uh, Kawhi Leonard, I.E. So, you know, um, but it's funny. So growing up, my dad loved the Lakers. Like, it was like, you know, but he loved them so much that I hated them. I want to see them lose because he loved them so much. In two thousand and eight, when the Celtics beat the Lakers, Celtics were my favorite team. I was, we were, I, I love the Celtics because of that. They were beating the Lakers, type of thing, you know. I love Kobe Bryant's a phenomenal player, but I hate the way my dad like portrayed him. And it's like I want this guy to lose because of this, like so you can shut up, type of thing, you know. Like I'm <laughs> tired. like this is annoying. I want the Celtics to beat them. You know, but I have to. I would have to say I'm a, I'm Lakers over the Clippers, right?
0: Okay, now. a little bit of a little backstory there. I love that, dude. Oh, that's funny. That's freaking yeah, so funny.
1: I'm Lakers over Clippers.
0: Nice. Okay, I, I like that. I respect that. um I'm a Jazz fan, so I just like to, to ask other people what their what their they, takes are. They they look. We'll they see. Look we'll good. see. I'm I'm knocking on wood, man, because the most <laughs> successful they've been in my entire life since I was grade. So, ah, yeah, yeah, okay. So Justin, we're looking forward to seeing you here. Um, I'll probably see you here in just a, about a week or two, and sure. and uh, hopefully we'll be able to connect here personally here once you get here. Safe travels, and hey man, we're looking forward appreciate to seeing you. you in a horseman uniform and seeing so what the season brings.
1: Meet everybody and get going. You know, Thank appreciate you, appreciate you. For having me.
0: Absolutely, brother, and for all those who are listening, hopefully you guys enjoyed the interview. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast, give me a review on Apple Podcasts, and uh, let us know what you think about it. Subscribe to the show because we'll be coming to you next week with another interview.